Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome into the Tim and Tony podcast. My name is Tim LaDuke. And my name is Tony Felix. All right, welcome back, everybody. Uh, like you all to join in with me in introducing Mr. Sean Malavi. Sean, how are you? I'm doing really good. Thank you for having me on, boys. So Yeah, thanks. Thanks, Sean, for coming on. It's our first guest on the show. So thank you very oh, much. Right We're on. happy to have you. Very cool. Happy to be here. So as nervous as I am about Tony during this whole uh, Brady to Tampa Bay thing, I gotta say I'm like ten times more nervous about you because not yeah, only. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I'm just saying like during this quarantine, you're a stand-up comedian for those who don't know, and you can't get out and do anything right now. Like you can't go out and try new shit. You're stuck no. in us all day. Brady, yeah. Buccaneers. Like I'm just. I, uh, more I've been pretty silent on that too. Uh, everyone expected me to be like all talking about it, and I, it, I, I think I mentioned it in one of the episodes of my show. Is like it felt like somebody in my family just got up from dinner and walked out. <laughs> you like, know, Sean, that's that, that's a very good description of what it is because it's like he's still obviously in the news, and you know, we're, he's still posting stuff on Twitter and he's still doing all this stuff, and it's just like. Oh, so this is what it's like to just be on the outside looking in. You watched it's, him it, watching it's, it, the Atlanta game? Oh yeah, it's it's depressing. Like, Ugh. Ugh. Nice. Yeah, so it, 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 it absolutely meanwhile, sucks. meanwhile, Tim over here gets uh some kind of fantasy trade where <laughs> New Hopkins ends up in Arizona for I think like a box of cereal. I mean, yeah, absolutely. Wait, yeah. wait, they gave up that much? I didn't know they got a box of cereal for it. Is that, <laughs> wow. Bill O'Brien is on the Christmas list. It's Don't worry. Brand, Tony. No, you know, yeah, it, it, it's ridiculous. What, Seriously, what I'm like worried about you. Like, you know, with comedy, it's one of the. No, things. no. I mean, I'm bored out of my mind, but um, I've just been watching movies and TV and stuff. And, and the thing is, is I don't really want to make like. Uh, too much content about coronavirus because the last thing anyone's going to want to hear when this is over is fucking anything. Sorry if I can't curse. Uh, anything about coronavirus. And so, of course please fucking, fucking curse, Sean. Oh, okay, cool. Uh, yeah, you know, no one wants to hear about coronavirus when this is all done because it really, for me, feels like the what, what, what's happening right now is that if you look around America, the powers that be are like, okay, these dudes can't choke down two weeks, so we're going to just roll this out 30 days at a time. Every two weeks, we'll tell them it's going to be another 30 days. And, the, you know, it's like we're, they're playing the fucking airplane game with us right now. Like, here it comes. All right, one more month. And they're just going to keep fucking <laughs> burying us under this. Um, I mean, it's crazy. You guys both went back to Arizona. It's wild out here in California. Yeah, we, we moved back into our parents' basements, basically. Um, hey, I mean, I considered it, but the, I got some stuff going on here, and my parents were, like, selling their house, and I was like, I don't want to be <laughs> helping them move. <laughs> 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 They'll be like, for your protection, you know, it's free labor, and I'll be like, uh, I'd rather die. 
so so sean i did want to kind of ask you um and for those of you that don't know you need to sean otherwise known as the donut king he does a uh he does a show um where he reviews yeah glazing reviewed he reviews donuts so obviously the donut shops are closed what have you been kind of doing um in lieu of that uh store-bought like apocalypse food I mean, they're they're basically donut MREs. They're so terrible. Uh, it's space food. Uh, but yeah, like Hostess, and it, I did an episode yesterday, and I was like, because I ran a contest, like not a contest, a question this week. Hey, what donuts should I eat for the episode? Store bought, and I mean, just so many people were like, Hostess, 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 and I was like how many of you animals are out here eating these things by <laughs> choice? Right. Well, but Sean, the, Sean, the thing is, is not everyone else has quite the standards that you have with donuts. So, I mean, some of these people are just choking some of the shit down. That's true. But you know, what's funny is now, God, yesterday was 30 episodes of it. And it's like, I, congratulations. Worked, thank you. I was kind of a snob beforehand, but now I'm just <laughs> the worst. <laughs> <laughs> So, so, uh, kind of putting you on the spot here, but out of all the, out of all the places that you've been, what's the one that kind of stands out to you? Um, well, the most consistent is a place called Padaria. There's one in Fountain Valley, California, and there's one opening in Irvine if the world doesn't end. Um, <clears throat> and then a place called Sidecar Donuts. There's one up by you, Tim, I think. Uh, yeah, Sidecar is Monica. awesome. Yeah, Sidecar. So sidecar, <clears throat> we went and they do like monthly ones and it was March and we got a Girl Scout cookie one. The guy that I was with was, he'd already been there twice and he's like, dude, you're not even going to believe how good they are. And it's a cake donut. Don't like them. It's a chocolate cake donut. Don't like that. It's got chocolate icing. And I'm like, triple chocolate? Oh no. Well, it's actually double chocolate. I don't know why I said triple. Um, but I don't like it at all. I've never had a donut that tasted like this, dude. Like, it's the highest rated donut on the show. It's like it was made in a laboratory. It's like <laughs> Tony Stark made a donut that tastes exactly like a Girl Scout thin mint cookie. Uh, <laughs> it fried my brain. Like, and they, it was so popular that they extended it into this month. And I'm probably, probably easy to do when you're getting. 25% of your normal business. Right. But yeah, but there, I guess they're still doing some donuts. I might go over there. Here's the thing. It's a double-edged sword, right? There's a couple places that it's a decent drive for me to go get a donut. But also it's like, one, I don't want to leave the donut people behind. I'm not trying to get sick, you know? Reading about all these younger people that are getting sick now, and I'm like, oh, Jesus, dude. Not only do I have asthma, but... I smoke weed like I don't have asthma. Uh, <laughs> so <laughs> I, it's kind of at risk, but uh, we're, I've been looking into it and it's like, I don't want to get any backlash. I don't want people to be like, oh, you're not quarantining. You're out getting donuts. And I'm like, uh, is it worth it? I, uh, no, I'll just do store-bought nonsense. But store-bought is, when was the last time you went to a grocery store? Uh, I went this morning, unfortunately. Okay, yeah. They're gross now, man. Yeah. Uh, 
the last two times I went, people were like coughing. And I'm like, oh, this is the worst. But they only sell like a dozen donuts. It's that or I have to get like a dozen large Entenmann's. You know what I mean? And it's just like, I I know they're not going to be good. This part portion of the show is basically a joke within itself. Uh, I don't want 12 of them. I'm barely going to get through one. Right. I guess it's probably like three ninety nine for twelve of them, but it's still in a time where it's like people are rationing food. I feel so bad to buy twelve donuts, eat three quarters of one, and then just fucking curb them. But uh, I don't know. We'll see how. I was gonna make donuts, but then I was going through the shot lineup, and I was like, it'll take me four hours (laughs) to make six donuts. And while that's not terrible, it's just like. To me, it seems very fucked up in the apocalypse to be like, hey, you guys can't even come in the kitchen for a snack for the next four hours. Right. So that I can film my completely pointless show about <laughs> So, Sean, I have a quick question before for you before we get into our main segment here. What do we got? There's a, lot, there's a lot of people who seem to think that when this thing's all over, a lot of people will be too scared to go out. And I kind of go the other way on that. I think people are going to go batshit insane whenever they're allowed to go back out to the bars and stuff. I'm wondering what your take is on that. Oh, yeah. I think it's going to be like the end of Avengers Endgame. Just fireworks and people in the streets. Like, it's going to be... It's going to be like Naboo at the end of Phantom Menace, right? It's just... (laughs) Just everybody just losing it. Um, That's what I mean, I hope. But that's the thing is we got (laughs) to... Because how horrible is it going to be if if people kind of start to get over it, the weather warms up, it kind of dies down, and we all just start raging, and then <laughs> in the fall, it just wipes us out again. <laughs> and it's like two times as bad, and we still don't have a vaccine or something. I'm like, oh, that's not good. That or I was thinking, I was like, for sure. However many people survive COVID-19, double that number, and that's how many people are going to get herpes a month after the quarantine ends. (laughs) (laughs) You think double the number? It's going to be bonkers. Everyone's just going to be, dude, everyone's just on their phones for six weeks. When they get around humans, they're going to be like, it doesn't matter. I'll fuck you. Let's just do it. They're just going to, it's going to be nuts. Mayhem. (laughs) Standards will be lowered. Uh, Tony, oh, they, they already are. Virtual standards are low. <laughs> <laughs> People are like, "What are you, six hundred pounds?" I'll, do you want to chat? <laughs> How good's your Wi-Fi connection? Oh, it's great. Okay, perfect. <laughs> it's terrible. Oh god. <laughs> oh god. Uh, Tony, what are we doing here today? All right, so. Much to your chagrin, Tim, we are doing a Star Wars ranking ranking of the movies podcast. And right. so since, you, since you've been kind of depressed and down on these uh, new movies, thought I'd call, th- thought I'd hit the bat phone and call someone who I know shares my love for Star Wars, Mr. Sean Mulavey. Yes, and, and so, I wish you could see, like, in the right behind me are the three original posters. Yeah, I mean, for everybody that doesn't know Sean, the one thing that, 
Yeah, yeah, and he's got two dogs that are named Chewie and Obi, and he's in, he's a huge Star Wars fan. I'm still a little bent out of shape that he went to uh, Star Wars Land without me, but it's it's fine. I mean, it, I'll get I'll get over it, but it's okay. <laughs> Will you? <laughs> are you ever even gonna I, it, go? <laughs> no, now 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 Disneyland is yeah, just closed down. It's gonna burn down. I think I, I think I missed my opportunity. Definitely. Man, they shut down project or the construction on the marvel land this covid thing's gotta go dude i gotta <laughs> i gotta get in there marvel campus baby yeah Aww. so go go ahead tim all right so i have several questions for you guys and i understand that we're here to rank movies but i have some fun stuff that i want to get in um in between those things so my first question and this this is i want i want tony to start on this one are we sure that Yoda is not kind of a selfish dick? <laughs> He's kind of a dick, right? Um, so if so there are there are a few theories, and Sean can I'm I'm sure knows as much, if not more, about this than I do. I, there's some theories that uh baby Yoda is the spawn of Yoda. And which would obviously mean that that means that Yoda has been forming an attachment of sorts and <laughs> had a baby. He's been so, fucking. I mean, if yeah, he's been fucking um, and it, that would be problematic for a lot of reasons, um, especially with, I mean, Anakin and just everything that was going on in the prequel trilogy. But I mean, in a certain manner of speaking, yes, but also if you live to be 900 years old, I, I think you're kind of entitled to be a selfish dick. But what do you think, Sean? Um, I don't know. I don't think Yoda's a dick. I think he's just super good at his job. Like, he, he's, he he's one of the he's old sure. school dudes. He takes it pretty seriously, right? Um, on the subject, though, Mandalorian, you guys watch that? Yes. Yes. So watching that, and someone was like, "Oh, Baby Yoda," and I was like, "It's not Baby Yoda. It's a, uh, it's a uh, like." And it dawned on me that I had absolutely no fucking idea what Yoda is, and <laughs> I've been watching these movies for twenty five years. Oh, and 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 nobody does. And it's been yeah. a specific. It's been a specific omission from George Lucas to not tell anybody exactly what he that's is because like, that and that's cover that point. was crazy. I was like, "What?" Yeah. It was very strange to just all of a sudden not know what that. I know what lizards and stuff are in the movies. I, you know, uh, but and I didn't know what Yoda is. I couldn't tell you where he comes from. I was like, always well, from Sean, Oh no. Well, Sean, did you pick up what logo was on the uh, the the doctor's uh, coat or shirt um, in in the Mandalorian? Um, the guy who's like looking at who's working for the. Uh, for the buyer of the bounty for the for Baby Yoda, doctor that he steals him from. Mm-hmm. Uh oh, yes. I thought it was just an imperial symbol. No, it's the Camino uh, symbol. Oh, really? Cloners. Yeah. So, so, so there's there's some there's some rumblings that Baby Yoda is actually just a clone of Yoda. Did you see this? This is. Hold on, I don't want to get off topic, but I gotta no, ask. Do. The, yeah, no, go go ahead. This this Dave Filoni, you know who Dave Filoni is? Yes. He changed his banner on Twitter to a concept art drawing of Ahsoka Tano and Rex on, I think, Ooh. 
loath wolves, like riding them. Uh huh. But apparently he posted it a couple years ago or something, but he just reposted it with this whole Ahsoka Tano casting thing. And so everyone's like, holy shit, is it going to be Ahsoka and Rex? And that'll be her spinoff sh- series that they're launching. But then I was like, I don't know, maybe it's just concept art from Rebels, but I would be, huh, I would get a denim ripping nerd boner if Ahsoka Tano and Rex <laughs> appeared on live action Star Wars. Yeah, I mean, it's I, ah- Ahsoka is probably top three character in Star Wars for me. And I'm, I'm sure, yeah, I mean, she's amazing. Uh, it, it's, it, all you have to do is watch the Clone Wars television show or the Rebels television show. And it's just, it, it's very clear. She's just a fucking badass. Uh, but so I just wanted to, so Sean, we're going to be ranking the movies. We're yeah. going to be starting. We're going to be starting from least favorite to most favorite. So I will cede the floor to you. What is your least well, favorite hey, Star Wars movie? I'm curious because you two are going to be doing these rankings, but I want to make sure that we're also including all of the spinoff films, including Solo. And oh yeah. Yes. Shit and all yes. That. Yeah. Absolutely. I, well, are we include? We're not including the series in this, are we? No, not no, the television no, no. series. Yeah. I've been banned from making this list after the last podcast where I, I called Attack of the Clones Clone Wars. So I'm not allowed to have a Yeah. Movie. Yeah, because uh, he conf- uh, he confused those and then we got some listener feedback of hey, hey, tell Tim to shut the fuck up whenever you guys are talking Star Wars. <laughs> so that's so Which is pretty I'm, much I'm the happy feedback to- we get on any podcast. <laughs> I like that. No. What's your so, so, least so, favorite movie? So well, so Please Sean, do do we want to include Star Wars Clone Wars the movie? Because I would say yes. Um, I mean, we can because it because it, it, it is a theatrical release. The problem is, is it is a theatrical release, but it's it's just far enough outside the realm that it's like I don't know much more than the show. That movie was kid-centric you know what i mean it was definitely driven heavier towards and it's almost like they learned the lesson and then started the show yeah okay so then how 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 about this i'm not going to tell you how to do your rankings so go right ahead okay least favorite i would rather watch the 1978 christmas special than then watch the last jedi the last jedi oh. is the worst of all time oh you'd rather watch ewoks just run around than i would lick a episode urinal than before i would say that the last jedi is a good star wars movie okay so uh, i <laughs> i will die on this hill dude i told you that this is the worst movie so okay so we're <laughs> What is the if if you can pick out one? If not, go ahead and just enumerate all of them. But if you can pick out your main gripe with episode eight, what would it be? Main gripe is uh, the character assassination of Luke Skywalker by a mile. Um, but there's way more beyond that. <laughs> <laughs> the main issue is it's 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 not good as a movie. Take away Star Wars, it's a bad movie. Nothing happens in the entire fucking movie except stuff that immediately gets on. Un- like, the you can't tell me what Finn and Rose accomplished slash question within a question 
what Benicio del Toro's stuttering character DJ did. So I, I'm perfectly willing to attempt to defend this movie, though I only, I, I only, I only have it a couple, a couple spots higher than last. Tim, I, I know that we're not allowing you to speak on Star Wars. This is the one movie, though, that I do think that you know a decent amount about, and you, you like actually it, right? really liked it. You actually really liked it. So how about you give us a couple words on that? And then again, again, Scott, who's I know listening, then I'll tell Tim to shut up. But go ahead, Tim. Oh, man, sorry. I was just getting ready to leave and go to the bathroom. I'm glad you brought me in. (laughs) (laughs) So here's here's the thing with eight that I like about it. And I completely concede that I am not the, the world's biggest Star Wars fan. I've not read most of the books. I've not even seen the animated cartoon show. The thing with eight that I liked about it is that I think Sean's right. It did not feel like a Star Wars movie in a lot of ways. And I'm not saying that's what made it good, but I'm saying that it had certain elements to it that I thought were well done. I thought that it really, the idea that the rebels are not always this ultimate good in the universe, I thought was excellently done. I thought the idea that Ray is no one I thought was so much better than anything they could have done with that character. It, it speaks to the idea that you don't have to have this Royal blood. You don't have to come from like a well-to-do family in order, you know, to basically be a hero in this universe. And I, I love that. And I wish they would have stuck with that. Um, I was going to say, unfortunately they shit on that in the next movie, but yeah. And you know, the stuff, the stuff with Luke, I can't really speak to because again, I'm not, I'm just not as invested in it as you guys are. I thought it, for me, it was a choice that I didn't see coming and spending years like hypothesizing about what they're going to do with that character. Cause he really doesn't appear in episode seven and then having it all lead up to this point that is like just the complete opposite of anything that we could have thought was going to happen. I actually thought it was kind of cool. I thought that it was cool that they can, that they could still surprise us with something that we just did not see coming. Well, yeah, it's always surprising when somebody does something horribly bad. Um, <laughs> right, like COVID is very surprising. Yes, it's taking the world by storm, much like The Last Jedi did. I mean, <laughs> so, so this is what it is for me, right? right, right. I'm like, I just watched all of them. Right. Luke Skywalker in A New Hope is like, just the nicest guy in the world. Oh, we got to go help. We got to go do this. We got to go do that. Oh, we got to, I got to help Ben Kenobi get to the, get, the, get these fucking droids to Princess Leia and blah, 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 blah. But, we got to break but, her but, out but, of the Death Star. Well, hold, hold on, Sean, but I have to stay around for this, uh, this season's, uh, this season at the moisture farm. I can't go to the, I can't go to the Death yeah. Star. Well, what are you no. talking about? But then his own father sends a death squad to wipe out his own stepbrother. Uh, Luke then joins them, goes on an adventure, then an empire. He's, you know, the learning all this stuff gets told you definitely shouldn't leave. You will absolutely get your ass kicked. Uh, and this is for sure a trap. And he's like, uh, I got to at least try. They're my best friends. Goes, learns his fate, gets his ass kicked. And then in the third one, he's literally ready to die. So that Darth Vader, because he believes that Darth Vader is good. Darth Vader, the most notorious murderer in the history of the galaxy, basically, 
The dude that just goes around laying waste to people, people that Luke knows, he's personally watched Darth Vader be responsible for the death of tons and tons of rebels. And he's like, I, I think he's good. You want me to believe this same dude has a nightmare about his nephew and tries to whack him in the middle of his sli- fucking, like, in the middle of the night? No way! <laughs> Absolutely throwing the lightsaber, like the exile thing, stuff like that was okay. But the the hatred of all that, there was just so many points in the movie where I was like, oh, they're going to do this. And they were like, oh, no, that would have been good. Well, shit, we should have had you in the room. Uh, you so, know, oh, God. So, I'll, so I'll, I'll, I'll go into episode eight more, uh, more into detail when I get to when I get to that point in my rankings. My so my worst favorite. And let me preface this by saying I like all these movies. I am perfectly fine rewatching all of them. And I don't think any of them are bad. However, there's one that stands out as being just kind of the lowest of the crop. That's I mean, it's not a hot take. Episode one. It's my least favorite. I mean, Every every gripe that's ever been thought of in this movie has already been enumerated a bunch. I, I watched it not having the decades long uh, kind of hiatus between six and one. So, I mean, I don't have the hatred that most people have for it. Um, and I didn't like get all excited for Darth Maul. I just kind of sat down and watched the movie. But it's just it. it there's so many other things that they could have done. Um, the duel of the fates at the end is super cool. Um, but other than that, the movie really just lacks, lacks really anything. Uh, wh- what's your, what's your second to last, uh, Sean? I uh, hold on. I, I like Phantom Menace, man. That's a, I think it's okay. Like if you rewatching it, I liked it. It's more political than when I was a kid. It's, you know, watching Palpatine's plan from early stages. And I think, like I, when I was younger, I didn't realize that he just totally played a fifteen-year-old queen into giving him everything that he needed. And I was like, "Oh, that's pretty cool. I, I like that a little more." And Qui Gon, Obi Wan, cool kid that played Anakin, not great. Pod racing, <laughs> pretty cool. Um, Jar Jar, not great, but also necessary. Like I guess I don't know. His jokes weren't necessary, but the people were. It was okay. Uh, my second to least is Attack of the Clones, for sure. Okay, so you you and I have Attack of, Attack of the Clones in the same uh, in the same slot. So go go ahead and just kind of say a word about Attack of the Clones. It, it or just for really. Tim, for, for, well, hold on, for Tim, yeah, that's what Wars. you thought was Clone Wars. It's actually Attack of the Clones. Relax. No, it's uh, it just really high. It does a great job of highlighting how bad of an actor Hayden Christensen was. Um, <laughs> I don't like sand. He was just so bad, man. And he doesn't like sand, yeah. Fucking, he was, I don't know, it was so weird. And rewatching it, I'm like, oh, so Natalie Portman's an idiot too. Like, <laughs> if, if you're on your third date and the guy has a temper tantrum and says, you know what, bitch, I, I actually just murdered an entire village of people. So, so and that's, she's that's like, my Anakin, number. We all that, have bad days, dude. Like <laughs> that, that, that is that is by far Who my biggest. Yeah. yeah, that's that's my biggest complaint about the movie is that yeah, I slaughtered them, not yeah. just the men, the, the women, women, and the, the children, children too. Yeah. It's like okay, you you guys haven't really been together that long, yeah. and you're just gonna be like, oh, it's okay. 
At the and very then, least, you say like R two D two. Remind me to talk to Obi Wan about that, right? Like, yeah, yeah. like let, let's let, let's deal with this. And then she says, and we'll get to episode three uh, as it comes up. But and then in episode three, she says, "Oh no, not my Anakin. She couldn't have killed the younglings. Are you kidding me? She already did. She she he, or he already did. He's yeah. already shown the propensity to doing that. To be so it's fair, yeah. there's not a very, you know." Not a lot of esteem built up for the old Tuscan Raider people. Not a, not a lot of fans of those guys out there. Yeah, and uh, it's it, it's it's a really bad beat that they call them that they call them the Sand People. That seems like a derogatory uh, statement. I think it definitely is. It, 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 it doesn't <laughs> it doesn't sound very politically correct. But no. um, I mean, Attack of the Clones. It has a pretty cool lightsaber scene at the end with uh, Dooku. It's the first time we see Yoda. Uh, I actually didn't like that when I was a kid. You didn't. No, because that's the thing. Like, you were so, you're younger than me. I watched Empire well, you, and Return of the Jedi. Yeah, I mean, sh- yeah, I mean Sean, you're a you, thousand times. Yeah, you're old. So, I mean, yeah. it, it's it's like a generation between us. It, it's not, well, it actually <laughs> pretty much is. No, but I watched those movies so much that the VCRs got smoky. You know what I mean? Like, and now I go into this movie and I'm like, Yoda can't do that. Yoda can barely walk, bitch. No way, dude. And it was just so wild for me to see that. I was I was a bigger fan of the just all the lightsabers illuminating in the arena. <clears throat> I thought that was really cool in that movie, but then like I don't know. There's a lot of Anakin being a real twat in that movie. <laughs> where it so, should have so- been a little more noticeable. So this kind of what you just said about Yoda kind of plays into a good uh a good point to ask you a question. I wanted to get your take on there's some rumors going around that the next movies are going to be, um, when Yoda's about 300 years old, um, in the high Republic or are, would you be excited about that? Um, less excited than I would have been if it was the old Republic, but it's why is that? Right. Well, cause there was like wartime in the old Republic, high Republic. It's supposed to be like basically peace era. Oh, I actually didn't know that. Okay. No, that's that, that's that's a good point. And I'm like, I don't really care. Unless there's some underlying Sith stuff. But I mean, Old Republic, you've got Revan and Malak and all kinds of cool shit. I would Yeah, the the video game Knights of Knights yeah, of the Old Kotor Republic. Just, yeah. Oh, the best. I would way rather see that than uh and also I don't that's where I'm like that was my big gripe with The Last Jedi. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> about spinoffs like if you want to do some subversive star wars story make a spinoff and i'll go see it and i don't care what the subject matter is of the spinoff but don't do it in the in the eighth installment of a nine installment series (laughs) like so so this actually it's like i watched the fucking uh the dynamite you know fuse just sizzle all the way and then somebody just fucking cut the fuse right at the end and they're like ha but you thought that was going to blow up. And I'm like, yeah, dude, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> so, Tony, before you get to your second least favorite, I'm just curious, with all the rumors of all the the spinoffs that are in the works, I'm just curious, what's like the one spinoff you guys would like put your body in front of to stop? Ooh. Um, I don't have one. That's my point. If they, yeah, like, I mean. A Jar Jar spinoff, would you be in? So, so Even so just I, to I, say I hated it, I would watch it. 
Yeah, no, I would I would watch a Jar Jar spinoff. I there's no real character in the series that I would just be like, I don't need to see any more from them. I mean, I unlike unlike you, Tim. I and I don't mean this in a derogatory sense, but I'm here for all Star Wars content for whatever it is. I just have fun in the world, and so like I. If they release it, I'm going to go see it. And there's not really anything that I'd throw my body in front of because I just I, I I just want more. So sorry, sorry to give a no, but nothing answer. But yeah, that, that was kind of lame. But OK, fine. Uh, what's your second least favorite? <laughs> so I, I said that at the beginning, he and I had the same second to second to last. It's Attack of the Clones. Um, so, it's Sean, what's your third to last? You're going to love this. Uh Revenge of the Sith. Yeah, episode oh, three Sean. is my, Sean. my third least favorite. You're kidding. No. Are, are, are you doing this to mess with me? <laughs> no. I rewatched it, and Hayden Christensen is so bad. Um, see, the, this, the, see, this is this is the one movie that I think Hayden Christensen was not only not bad, not only good, but I thought he was great in it. Yeah, just not. You know what I was wa- I was watching Endgame last night, and uh, I was watching Tom Holland, and I was like, man, the kid is like light years ahead of most people his age performing, and uh, Hayden Christensen is like Tom Holland you'd find at a yard sale, like <laughs> just totally so play, so, Kroger so brand. Terrible. I was just gonna say that because that's yeah. one of your that, that's one of your bits in, in stand up. Yeah. <laughs> it's totally it, subpar. So Great value acting right there. And it's <laughs> only exacerbated when you put him up against Ewan McGregor, who is great, I think, in yeah, all three. Yeah, you yeah, Ewan McGregor's just a phenomenal actor and Liam Neeson. Um but yeah, yeah I mean so it's it's I, I thought he was great at it, and I'm going to talk about three much later uh, in this podcast. But my third, my third was episode eight. Um, and again, I I didn't hate it, and I didn't love it. It was just one of those movies where there were a couple scenes that I really liked. I could have done without much of the movie, um, just putting it lightly. But the ending was super cool um, to see how powerful Luke had become at the end of his, at the end of his life to literally be able to transpose himself onto another planet. Total bitch. Um, <laughs> real, real Luke would have showed up. Obi-Wan showed up and he was like 70. Oh, well, he wasn't, but he looked like he was, uh, you know, that's, that's the real Darth Vader. Are, are any of us going to debate that Darth Vader is stronger than Kylo Ren or do we think Kylo Ren is stronger than Darth Vader? I mean, we definitely saw more more abilities from Kylo, but that's probably just because of the technology in the movies. But I mean, from what we've seen, I mean, it certainly seems like Kylo's got some more stuff going on. But like when you look into Rebels, when you look at Rogue One. Oh, especially especially Rebels because of a scene that I'm sure was going to come up regardless if we were talking specifically Rebels or not. But the uh, episode where Vader, Ahsoka, Ezra and Kanan are at the uh, Sith Temple, that's probably the best what the best 10 minutes of Star Wars content that they've given us. I think ever. Yeah, it's so good. To see Vader like that, I mean, if if someone's listening to this podcast and hasn't listened to it or happens to be moderating our discussion and hasn't seen it, um, yeah, you need 
you you need to see it. It's it's fantastic. But yeah, it's I don't think anyone would argue that Kylo Ren's more powerful than Vader. Um, just because I mean Vader's what one of the greatest villains in television history and giving the backstory that he has. So I, I I mean, I would say that Vader's the most powerful, but and still old man, Obi-Wan was like, I got this dude. Go ahead and get out of here. Luke was like, "Ah, I'm just going to stay here. I'll see what I can do. It's, it's a valid point. It's a valid point. And that's why I have it as my third to last movie. But what's, what's your next movie, Sean? Fourth solo. Yes. Ooh, okay. Yeah. It's uh, just it's good, but just not much happens, and uh, I don't know. I, I don't like when they when people flash stuff for no reason. Like Marvel, they do the post credit sequences, right? And those immediately tie into the whatever's coming next. Um, Solo spoilers if you haven't seen Solo, um, but they just drop this massive Darth Maul on you at the end, and you're like, what the fuck? Was that well? So they well they were planning on doing a series of movies with Solo, and then it didn't do as hot as they were hoping in, in the box office. Yeah. Um, so I mean that, that that's an unfortunate thing with how they released the movie. I personally really like Solo. Um, it's going to be in a couple movies for me, um, but I, I you know I I think that with it being one of the anthology movies, like you were saying, with Episode Eight, if you want to do a separate movie, go ahead. Don't make it part of the Skywalker saga. And that's why I ended up really enjoying Solo. Uh, but yeah, my so my fourth is actually Rogue One. Um, it, it's not that it's a bad movie. I know that I'm in the minority of not really liking it all that much. It was very well. Uh, it did very well critically. Um, it just wasn't for me. I'm generally here for all the Jedi and Sith stuff and there's a couple scenes that were thrown in at the last minute that, you know, were could have been there or could have not been there. And it just wasn't for me. And I just overall feel pretty apathetic towards it. Oh, man, that's crazy. I love see. That's the thing. It's because you're a fucking late 90s baby and you grew up watching the new ones uh, or the yes. prequels. Yeah. You saw- yes. Yeah. For me, that's that they just made a fourth movie of the era that i like most you know every time tarkin was on screen every time vader was on screen i mean going to mustafar and seeing him in the back of the tank and him coming out and telling him not to choke on his aspirations and force choking him awesome yeah no and like i said my but see that's my problem with the movie is my favorite two scenes are two scenes that didn't need to be in the movie it's the two vader scenes that just steal the movie and have no real impact on what the actual main storyline of the movie is. That's my biggest problem. No, I thought that was awesome because you just see the, you see like uh, <clears throat> how, how almost narrowly the paths crossed, right? Vader didn't even want to be involved. He's doing his own thing. And then the emperor's like, no dude, you need to go make sure these morons get the death star under fucking like, it needs to be finished. Check on Tarkin check on this idiot, tell him what's going on. And he's like, Oh, I don't want to do it, but whatever. And then the fuckers steal the plans and he's trying to chase him down and they get away from Darth Vader and he just mows his way through. And then 10 minutes later, he's boarding uh, the ship to see his daughter for the first time. And it's where star Wars began for 
the vast majority of us. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, that's so, so fun. Because now it's like you go back and watch it and he's mad as shit. And he's yelling at her. And she's like, no, I, this is a peace mission. And he's like, bitch, don't play me. Like, I just chased this thing into this ship. Like, <laughs> g- give me the fucking plans and shut up. And I'm like, yo, it's so much better to watch that movie now knowing that he's just lost these plans and he didn't even want to be there in the first place and he's just mad. It's a, it's a good point, but you're right. This movie wasn't for me. It was for you guys um, that saw all the original movies contemporaneously. And, you know, I'm, I'm fine with that. I'm not against Rogue One. And, you know, Tim, do you have another uh, question for us? Oh, my God. I still, I mean. <laughs> Go ahead. Just endless, endless amounts. Um, I have a question. My biggest question is this, is that would the spinoff movies – be better as TV shows, and what it, and what I mean by that is specifically Solo, where a lot of it feels very rushed on rewatch. And I'm just curious if it would work better as like a ten episode uh, TV series, like on Netflix or Disney or whatever. I mean, I, I'll give a brief response, and then I'll let Sean uh, take it. But I mean, it 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 just kind of depends on what the character is, because if it's going to be a Darth Vader. Probably not. Probably just do the movies just to really hit the highlights. Um, if it's a less important character that we need more background about, then yeah. It. I, I thought that going with Han Solo for the first um, sort of character study was a good decision, and I actually really like the movie. It's still going to be. Uh, it's pretty high up my list. I. I get why people didn't like it because it's just a different person playing the character and Harrison Ford is absolutely fantastic. And we're going to talk more about Harrison Ford specifically when we go into our 1980s movie podcast. But I mean, he's uh, Alden Enreich. He, I, I think he did a really good job and I just think that he was, he was running a fool's errand because I just don't think a lot of the, the base was going to like it regardless. What do you think, Sean? Um, I've been debating this issue for a while now. Um, it really depends on what the quality of the show would be. Um, like you watched Watchmen on HBO. Yes, I don't. If you're doing that quality of a star Wars show, I, I think I would take the show over the movie every time. Um, you can just do more with it, is my point. You, but it's really for me about quality. Like the the Marvel series on Netflix. To me, those are about a light year ahead of anything on like the CW. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. <laughs> okay. So yeah, no, I don't want to watch some CW bullshit. And I don't mess and depending on the character, I don't even want to watch like some Netflix level, but if it's going to be really good, very well produced, like the Mandalorian was, Oh, I'm in, I will watch it. I would watch a Darth Vader series because there's, you know, so there's 20 years of stories to tell of him as Darth Vader. Yeah. And Sean, challenged too, basically. Well, and, and Sean, thank you for bringing that up because we do need to take a sponsor break. This uh, was brought to you by this the CW, actually. So thank you for bringing that up for us. <laughs> obviously, uh, obvious, obviously, I'm kidding. But um, what what was the next movie on your list? Um, Phantom Menace. 
Oh, okay. Um, yeah. Is is there any, anything more you want to say about that, or do we kind of exhaust it one? I think yeah. It it, for me, it was you know a huge deal because I that you were when were you born? Uh, I was born nineteen ninety five, so I was four years old when that came okay, out. Okay, okay. So I was like eight, uh, nine years old, and that summer, man, like the trailers leading up to that. It, it was so nuts. That was such a big deal that uh, that year, Austin Powers 2 was coming out in the same month. And Austin Powers 2, if you've seen the movie, Do, uh, Dr. Evil's in space at the end of Austin Powers 1. So it's like a shot of space. And it says, if you see one movie this summer... See Star Wars. <laughs> see Austin Powers. And I was like, yo, that's so crazy because for sure I'm going to see this movie first. But, um, dude, it swept the nation. Darth Maul was everywhere. I remember Taco Bell was giving away uh, a hoverboard, that, like a hovercraft that was painted like Anakin's pod racer. And I think... I tried to go to Taco Bell three times a day for six months. Like <laughs> it was mania. I so, fucking got a extendable painting pole and ran over to my friend's house. And I was like, you're not even going to believe me, bro. There's a double ended lightsaber. And he's like, I've never heard of such a thing. And I was like, well, we're seven <laughs> and eight years old. So we haven't heard of a lot, but I'm telling you, this is crazy. And I like undid the, I extended the pole and I was like, it was like this big. And he was bang, bang, bang. And he's like, Oh, you're melting my little kid brain. I got to go see this movie. And so we so, loved Sean, it. So, Sean, real quick, what was the first movie, Star Wars movie that you saw in theaters? Phantom Menace. Oh, okay. So, yeah, that was... So that had kind of the uh, fresh feeling I towards it. I have seen A New Hope. Because they re-released A New Hope in like 97, I uh, think. Oh, okay. With but, the new scenes, and I might have seen it okay. then. But the first, like, contemporaneously um, released Star Wars Star- movie, it was... Yeah, the first movie okay. that I hadn't already seen. Like, I saw New Hope after I'd already watched it a hundred times. Gotcha. So, yeah, that then that's... It's going to be part of the conversation when I get to episode seven, because that was the first one that I saw in theaters. And just be, when I was sitting there and the star Wars music starts and it just does the, it does that for the first time. I like shit myself you because know, I've that, been on that, that. That goes back to what Tim's question was. These shows are so good and I love being able to watch them at home, but man, you do lose something like that night. We went and saw Endgame. I'll never forget that. I was talking about that last night. It was, there's something about the theater, right? Yeah hearing the music and it's loud and shit and it's just so i don't know there's something about the theater yeah, yeah there, I, there is something about the theater i really do worry about theaters though especially after all this because they're taking a pretty good hit and whether people Huge. be willing to go back to them for smaller movies that aren't endgame that aren't star wars type movies or whether it'll just start becoming more direct to consumer um I, I just don't know what the future of the movie theater industry looks like, but you're right. There are certain movies that just have to be seen in that form. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, watching all the Avengers run across the screen is it, IMAX worthy. That's what you want to watch that on. Right. Yeah, and we the the and the three of us actually saw Endgame all together, and we're 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 going to get more into detail in the Marvel 
um, Marvel movies on a separate podcast. Uh, but yeah, I mean, just seeing those types of movies, seeing those landmark movies, it just in the theater, it, it it's completely different. Uh, get ready for my next one, Sean. I, I hope you're sitting down. Yes. Yeah. You're, and you're, you're in a good headspace right now. I already know what it's going to be. Which one? It's going to be if you had five to guess. and it's going to be wrong. No, no, oh. absolutely not. Oh, it's episode six. Care. It's oh. episode six. That's fine. Um, it, it was a good movie. Um, it, I, my main gripe in it was I wish in, in a fantasy world, maybe in a galaxy far, far away, that we would not have learned that Luke and Leia were siblings at the end of that movie. Because that would have made episode three that much more better, that much better. With that reveal at the end with with um, Padme having the twins and then she says, Luke, Leia, imagine the just the explosion of emotion that you would have had not knowing for that long that that's how Luke and Leia were uh, were related. What do you think about that? Uh, Maybe. I mean, I suspected it the first time I watched five. Um. Because the kiss didn't the kiss didn't throw you off. No, because you <laughs> learn about Darth Vader and you're like, well, anything, all bets are off now. Um, and then he immediately yeah, forced. For sure. Yeah, he immediately force connects with her, and then Vader again. And I'm like, well, he's only done that with, you know, she's either force sensitive or it's like his sister or something. Wouldn't that be wild? And then it is its sister, and I was like, "Oh, pretty wild." Yeah. All right. Well, that's 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 fine. I, I just six was it was fine. It ended it ended the original trilogy. Okay. I just think it, if we would have gotten for those of you that don't know, um, before before a bunch of stuff went down with the uh, Directors Guild of America, Steven Spielberg was going to be doing Episode Six. Um, and, you know, it's rumored, so Lord knows how much truth there is, but George Lucas and Steven Spielberg are good friends. And I just, I, I sit around and think about how good episode six could have been had it been Steven Spielberg. Um, I mean, yes and no. I, I really like six. I have, the only issues I really have with six are technical issues. Uh, it's really my only issues I have with the original trilogy at all is sometimes it just looks so goddamn old. That well, and the, the crazy thing is, is whenever I go back and watch episode four, like I did with for, for this podcast, that was 1977. I mean, granted, I'm watching the updated versions of it, but I've seen the original version. For it being 1977, that is amazing. This, oh, the, it was, the, absolutely. Because George Lucas essentially created special, not essentially, he did create special effects yeah, for that ILM movie, is and the it's biggest just, thing in the world. Like, yeah, it's then, it's yeah. it's insane. But what's your what's your next movie, Sean? Uh, what number are we on right now? Uh, we are going to be five? one, two, three, four, five. It's going to be your sixth best. Um, uh, this sounds crazy, but a new hope. Uh, really? Yeah. Okay. I think that's I, a good range for it, though. Yeah, it started it. It's the least I think exciting. Of yeah. It. I mean, it's not like it's just it's just so there isn't a bigger jump in the movies between quality than watching A New Hope and then watching Empire Strikes Back. 
you know, it was a new hope was like a laughable joke in Hollywood. And then it blew up the world. And you can see it from the second the crawl starts in empire strikes back. Oh, they dumped way more money in production into this one. Let's see what happens. And it's so much better. I mean, it's so much better, but a new hope's good. It's just so old and slow. It's not slow. I don't know why I keep saying that. It's slow because visually well, just, I like it, need more eye candy. But yeah, I mean, when when you can tell that they're basically holding yardsticks during the uh, <laughs> during yeah, right. the lightsaber battles, it just it it does leave something to be desired. What's interesting is you and I have it ranked at the exact same spot, and oh, really? I, I yeah, I I think it's really. It's unfortunate because of how actually groundbreaking it was in 1977. But the problem is, is just if we're looking at it from 2020, like there's so many more things that they could have done. Sean, did you I, I think you did see it, at least because I, I know I sent it to you. But the recreation of that scene by some fans uh, of the final lightsaber scene, you saw oh, that, right? Yeah. Yeah. How amazing did that look? And like it made me so excited. I actually went back and rewatched the movie right after seeing it. Well, it's because it's like this didn't exist, you know. Yeah. If you watch, if you go back, they were basing these off like pirate sword movies and shit, like old Robin Hood movies. That was the only type of sword fighting that anybody had really seen. And so, really, it takes another step in Empire, and then again in. Uh, Return of the Jedi, but I don't know. It's it's crazy, and that's what I'm talking about. Like it's it's still a spectacle, and I can't imagine. Like my dad said, "Oh my god, my jaw was on the floor the entire time that Star Wars was rolling in front of my face for the first time. It was crazy. I'd never seen anything like it." Yeah, and it's like, yeah, I get that. And now we're so spoiled, right? It's like, yeah. it's so good. But I don't know. Yeah, four. That's where I would put four. Yeah. So now what's what's your next movie? Next is uh 9. Okay, you and I have this the same rankings going on. Tell, oh, us, nice. tell us why. Uh, tell us why. I, because it's it for me it feels way more like Star Wars than uh 8 did. 8 didn't feel like a Star Wars movie. It felt like a fan movie made that never should have seen the light of day. Um <laughs> but 9 felt like Star Wars. It wrapped up. I think my big complaint, I told you, my big complaint was if you're going to go Palpatine, you should have tied up some other loose ends. I would have had Palpatine having had created Anakin because so many people didn't like the midichlorian birth. And yeah, and so much of the story of eight was to let the past die and all this stuff. And I was like, that's both. If you say that Palpatine actually used the Force to create life and made Anakin so that he could nurse this pupil all the way to becoming his number two, then it's like, okay, guess what? The Skywalker bloodline doesn't mean fuck all, actually. Um, It was made by this guy to be played. And then, you know something that I watched? Uh, So I just watched all of them. And nine, Palpatine wants her to strike him down. So he can transcend his soul into her. Sure. Um, he tried to get Luke to do the same thing. Yes, he did. 
And I'm like, oh, was he just trying to take Luke's body? And now it's like, there's obviously no subtext for that to be the case. But if you watch Nine and then you go watch it, I mean, he's not even, Vader's out of reach. Vader's there just to make sure that he doesn't strike him down in a non-ceremonious manner. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I will say though, this movie for me, because again, I have in the same uh, spot as you do. You and I had, I think, the equal reaction right after seeing the movie because we saw it around the same time of day on the same day. It was, holy shit, that was amazing. I need to see it again, though, because like I'll, I'll, there was so much that just got thrown at me. And, you know, t- t- <laughs> I love your story, Sean, of the day that you saw this. So go, go ahead and tell us your sort of reaction to seeing it for the first time. I love that. Um, my, my reaction walking out was it was so good that I smoked in my car and went back and watched it again 30 minutes later. Um, <laughs> just to but try what, and catch but, it. What did you do in between those? In between oh, I played the uh, VR. Movies, though. Yeah, I yeah. played this uh, lightsaber VR. You want to talk about a crippling regret. I almost bought the VR thing before the world ended. And granted, oh. I would have been, I would have been wow. financially unstable if I didn't have, if I had bought a $450 VR game. Um, <laughs> but I wouldn't be bored. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's the most fun shit I've ever, I could spend a thousand hours. I could get a doctorate in that lightsaber game. Um, <laughs> It was the most fun thing I've ever done in my entire life. And uh, I, I don't know, man. That that was super fun. And it, and it lended to the experience. It's the last time I'm going to see the Star Wars crawl. It's the end of the Skywalker saga. It's the best I thought they could do with the dumpster fire, I think, that 8 is. Um, <laughs> see, it's, like, but, okay. it's like handing somebody a flaming bag of dog shit and asking them to rebuild the bag it's like <laughs> see sean uh, for me you, you you know you know in our discussions of you know in between before after eight and before nine when we you and i were just nerding out and texting back and forth and shit um about what we wanted to see out of nine and it was similar to our conversation in uh before the last season of game of thrones you know how I like shit to end. Just everybody die. And I, I, I so wished that that's the direction they would have gone. Um, I, I just wish that everything would have been tied together. Everyone just would have that you and I both actually wrote our own endings to the movie. <laughs> um, if you, if you want to talk about that real quick, Sean, what was the sort of tone of, the way that you wrote your ending because I, I basically made you write it, right? Oh, yeah. And I mean, I just wanted I wanted it to tie in more to the overall story. And also, I don't not like Ray. You know, so many of the OG fans think of her as the Mary Sue or whatever and that she sucks. And I personally think Ray's pretty great. Th- uh, this is a very pro uh, Ray podcast. We actually we did a... Uh, film awards for the 2010s and we actually nominated her performance in the trilogy um as a back as a best actress uh, so i mean this is a very pro ray yeah, uh, love podcast i love yeah her. she's um, she's fantastic and the, i mean the, i wanted more darth vader stuff with kylo 
Uh, I was happy with the... I mean, the Han Solo Force Ghost... Well, not Force Ghost, but... The Han Solo thing in 9 is arguably one of my favorite top three scenes in all nine movies. Or all yeah, nine I, movies. Yeah, I absolutely loved it. What, one of the things that I put into my ending was... Going back to how you said that you loved the most of our scene in Rogue One, I would have loved to see more. And for those of you that don't know, the beginning scene uh, of Kylo Ren like just going ham on a bunch of on a bunch of people on this planet trying to find the way, trying to get to the Wayfinder. That's actually on Mustafar. I was hoping that we were going to get more of a like psychotic, like crazy version of Kylo and him just go absolutely insane and then just try to kill everybody. So that I, I was hoping for a more dark, dark tone, but that was just See, me. Um, for me. They just butchered that in eight. They made him so non-threatening in eight that I just couldn't be on board with it. Yeah. The, the uh, force connection where he's just shirtless and just kind of standing so there in the middle of the room. It was kind of like, Oh, Okay, I guess. Okay, so but see, I mean, not even that. Just, it's like you just wanted to show that Adam Driver's been doing. Scene, by the way. I don't know. Well, but but that's what I was going to say. So we know that at, now that we know Adam Driver's been doing some incline bench, but he just needs to do some more crunches. Is yeah. Yeah. I think the they take were not showing off the core. The core was purposely hidden in that scene. But like Vader, if Vader had some connection like that with somebody that he wanted to kill, he would have been like, "Hey, how connected are we?" She'd be like, I think we could touch each other. And he would have fucking like he would have absolutely tried to murder somebody with that force connection. And Kylo was like, I don't know if I want to fuck you or if I want you <laughs> to die, maybe both. But right. let's just keep these uh, these pen pal meetings up and uh, see what happens. You know, I'm I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> this guy's old as shit and I know nothing about him. And the guy leading the army is the dumbest like one of the dumbest Star Wars characters ever, in my opinion, is Hux. You're, you're, so you weren't a fan of him uh, being the being the spy? No, I mean, it was comedy where we needed it, I guess, but it was just dumb. Uh, and, you the, know, the, the, but the reason they did was okay. He is, it's true. But And the reason that they made him like even dumber where it was like, oh, no, I don't care about that. I just want Kylo Ren to lose. I was like, oh, I mean, I can believe it. Kylo's a dickhead to him. Yeah. But again, no one would have tried to do that on a ship that Darth Vader was going to walk back onto at some point. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's so yeah. Vader's Vader's the not, in this scenario. Yeah. Dude, he really is. He's the best yeah. that there ever was. And the this Kylo was just never scary enough for me whatsoever. And so in this one they made him a little more. But then they just played so hard the element of the the struggle with the light, and I was okay with that. Um, I will say, D- Domino Gleason's performance in Seven when he's doing the speech, um, it's fantastic. I loved it, but that's really the only thing that I like from that character. Uh, what's Sean? What's your next movie? Uh, Rogue One. Interesting. Okay, yeah. is there Rogue anything a- 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 anything else you want to talk about on that one? No, I just think, uh, I mean, it's, it's a, you know, that's, it goes with my argument about The Last Jedi. I don't have this anger or whatever. No, I don't have this idea in my head that I won't watch any of these other movies. Like when, uh, what's his name? Shrieky or whatever uh, starts, he's basically force sensitive. 
um, and he's doing stuff in the movie. I didn't see that and go, oh, he's not a Skywalker. He shouldn't. He's not a Jedi. I was like, oh, yeah. Dark times, man. I'm sure there was all kinds of Force-sensitive people all over the fucking galaxy. Right. But there's nobody guiding them or teaching them or doing anything like that. So the, this is what it is. Um, I'm cool with that. I'll watch a million of those movies. Don't do it in the eighth of nine. Do it in its <laughs> own thing. Do it on a show. Do it somewhere else. Yeah. And I don't, I don't know. It's just, but yeah, Rogue One, pretty solid for a spinoff. So, uh, it's Saving Private Ryan in Space is what I call it. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, that's, that's, I, I actually kind of like that comparison. I'm jealous See, of that this comparison, is, yeah. Yeah, no, that's, <laughs> that's, that's, that's actually very good. Um, I, so my next movie is actually Solo. I really liked it. Um, I like I said, I thought Alden Aaron Reich's performance was Wait, phenomenal. Are you That's high. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I, I really forgot it was there. No, no, I more I I'm fully aware of my list. I in oh rewatching it. Yeah, yeah, no, in rewatching it, I loved it. I, the first time I saw it, I was just kind of like, eh, okay. But when I went back and rewatched it, the little nuances that Alden Ehrenreich picks up on, the stance that he has when he's shooting the blaster and, you know, his interactions with Chewie, how he and Chewie meet, I, I thought the movie was fantastic. I think Woody Harrelson was great in the movie and the I, I love Amelia Clark. I thought she was fantastic in it. And I I really like the thought of getting more Darth Maul in a live action series. And I hope that they make more movies along the, along that story arc. It doesn't seem likely at the moment, but I'm really hoping that we get more from it. I wouldn't say that because in that they had um, Ray Park. I think that's his name. Who was Darth Maul in Phantom Menace? Yeah, he's but it is. Yeah, but it's, um, Sam Witwer's voice doing Maul from Rebels and Clone Wars. Yes. Um, so, I mean, they're clearly trying to keep some level of continuity to show him. I don't know. Um, yeah, no, so it's, uh, the thing with that movie, Tony, you talked about his acting. I mean, I hope it was good since Disney had to invest in an acting coach for him because he was so awful for the first months of filming that he caused the... Again, uh, see, see, Tim, you keep, bringing this, you keep bringing this idea up about stuff that happens in a movie before the movie's released because we talked about it a lot in our previous podcast. The problem is with that theory or that kind of mindset is what happened in the actual movie? He was great. That's all I care about. I don't care what they had to do to get him to make the perfect performance that he had. They had to kick it's, out Phil Lord and Chris Miller. That's fine. Do what you got to do to make a good movie. And they did. They make they made the fourth best Star Wars movie. And it, it was great. I, I, I mean, absolutely love it. Everyone is you know, entitled to opinions, especially exactly. when they're wrong. Yeah, um, exactly. But you're wildly off. I mean, <laughs> it's... Because he didn't, he, he didn't do anything special to me. To me, he ju- he just barely got by. Any worse, and I would have not been able to watch the movie. Like because you really you're asking someone to do something that is not possible. You cannot be Harrison Ford. Well, but I thought that I thought that was the cool thing is that he, Harrison Ford. Obviously, I don't need. I'm not the first person to say that Harrison Ford's fantastic in Han Solo. 
or in Star Wars as Han Solo, but the, the fact, fact that Alden Ehrenreich went in with the level of difficulty that he had and how good he did it and the interactions with Chewie and the interactions with everyone in the world, I just thought was fantastic. And the sort of meditation in the movie on this, like not being able to trust anybody and really being a loner really, really kind of added to the mythic of Han Solo. And he is going it it did it absolutely it did tim it really did because you know how much of a loner i am but it's i i just thought it really informed the character really well and then seeing that and then watching the original trilogy i just i I really really enjoyed it see i thought it did okay with everything except the chewbacca introduction because the real chewbacca introduction is han solo sees him being just like maliciously beat by a slaver and this is when he still works for the Empire and murders the slaver and saves Chewie and Chewie swears a life debt and then they're on the run from then on. And that's cool. He just used Chewie to save himself in this movie. Uh, okay, that's a good point. I actually didn't know that. Here, Can you elaborate on, on that point a little bit? Where where's Is that from a comic or where's that yeah, from? Yeah, it's from Extended Universe shit from back in the day. Um, okay. but it's like, to me, that's the start of the anti-hero, right? Yeah. He's always like, I don't care. I'm not involved. I don't give a shit, but he can't ignore something that's right in front of his face because he is a hero. He is a good guy. And so, yeah, Chewie's being savagely beat and he saves him by murdering some dude. And that's the life debt. It's a very weak life debt that gets sworn in the solo. Oh, you helped me get out of a cage that you need to get out of anyway. I'll be your okay, best no, friend this forever. Is, no, this is actually this is actually good information to have because I didn't have that. That might actually, when I go back and think about this list, that might actually impact the movie because I one of the coolest parts of the movie I thought was that introduction. But if that's 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 interesting, thank you for uh, bringing that to light, Sean. Yeah, it's, um, right. I mean, it's an okay movie. The star so, of that movie is none of the people. It's the Millennium Falcon. <laughs> In my opinion, none of it matters. And I I care more about that ship seeing it like in pristine condition with the escape pod and stuff intact. You're like, damn, dude, Han and Chewie are bad. They put this thing through the ringer apparently for the next few years because it looks like (laughs) shit the next time we see it. So and and since we're talking about Solo, how did you like uh, Donald Glover's uh, performance as Lando? I thought it was okay. Yeah. Um. It's just, I don't know, kind of what Tim asked the question, and I would say, if I was going to say no to a spinoff, I would say probably legacy characters. Because um, it just doesn't need to be, just leave them in the past, or have them in the new movies like they've done. But outside of that, trying to do the young version and stuff, it's like, dude, Billy D. Williams is a legendary space pimp, you know what I mean? Like, just <laughs> leave it alone. Just leave them be the way they are. They kind, they barely got away with it with Solo, and that's why I loved Rogue One so much, is because it didn't matter. Gotcha. So now, what's so now that we're we've reached the top three portion of this, what's your third favorite Star Wars movie, Sean? Third favorite Star Wars movie, Return of the Jedi. Okay. Um, pretty good wrap up. I wasn't. I don't know. It's just not my favorite of 
the original trilogy, but it's a very, very good movie, I think. It's better than the prequels. It's better than most of the sequels. Um, you know what's funny is there's just a, there's a thing in Return of the Jedi that I've never been able to get over. Uh, when Luke is on the barge in Tatooine, the, the cruise ship or whatever, the leisure vessel. Yes. Uh, when he turns his lightsaber on, it does not cut anybody or anything. It's like it's set to stun. It's like he's holding a green fucking glow stick <laughs> and he's just bashing people with it. And it's like sometimes you get sparks, but you know, he'd be lobbing people up with a lightsaber in close combat like that. I mean, people are standing within arm's reach. <laughs> he'd just be mauling people and uh, they didn't do anything with it. Like if body parts were just falling into the Sarlacc pit, I would have been like, this movie fucking rocks, dude. This is crazy. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, that's not I, what happened. I will say the first time I saw I saw six and they go back to Dagobah and Yoda's, you know, that's when Yoda becomes one with the force. It made me super sad. Like, it, I don't I, I'm not sure why, because dude's 900 years old. It's going to happen. But it made me really sad. I don't and in rewatching. I was like, oh, shit. Like, you know, that kind of that. It's at the end of one of the greatest living Jedi ever. And it's I, I don't remember I in my rewatches, I don't remember really having that much of an impact, but I remember the first time and then this last time it really hit me. Yeah, I liked uh I liked Yoda a lot. The Return of the Jedi has one of my all time favorite Star Wars scenes, and that's I love when good guys go bad. Um like when good guys snap. Um, when Darth Vader is looking for Luke and he's like, ah, sister. So you have a twin sister and Luke just loses it. I love that scene because it's just perfect. Luke's like, he's like, no, you know what, dude? I'll take all of us down before I let you turn Leia to the dark side. And even then catches himself and stops. And then fast forward 30 years and apparently he's lost touch with that guy and he's a grumpy old fuck who's going to kill his own nephew. Uh, Stupid. So so I will say one of my favorite scenes in Star Wars is actually a few minutes or one of my favorite moments is actually in that scene. It's a little bit before that. It's when... Luke is standing at the top of the steps and he kicks Vader down. And then he says, Oh, Obi-Wan has taught you well, because now Luke has the high ground. And then, you know, it's, it's, it's a kind of precursory allusion to what happens in three, obviously when Obi-Wan cuts Anakin down. And it's just, I, it's such a cool touch that I don't, I didn't notice until this most recent rewatch. It was like, oh, okay, that's actually really cool. So, I mean, yeah, that that part of six is really cool. Um, My third movie is actually episode seven. Um, I absolutely loved it. It was, as I said, the first Star Wars movie I saw in the theaters. And, you know, the beginning of Ray's story arc where she's, you know, bringing all these scraps in for a quarter portion of like a bran muffin, a leaven bread muffin. It's that's super cool. The ending with 
the fight on Starkiller base between her and uh, her and Kylo is phenomenal. Han Solo taking the uh, taking Chewie's gun is just absolutely fantastic. And Han Solo telling uh, Finn, that's not how the force works. Like he's just, he keeps just saying, we're just going to use the force. And Han Solo's like, yeah, shut up, stop. And he calls him big deal and all that stuff. I just thought seven was great. And it seems like that's your next next movie, movie, correct? Yeah, it is my second. Um, Same reasons. I mean, it feels like star Wars and JJ Abrams nails the nostalgia points at every turn. Um, things like when they're running and she's like, we need a ship. And Finn's like, what about that ship? That ship's garbage. Garbage yeah. will do. And it's the fucking Millennium Falcon. I mean, that's so epically awesome. Um, Han's whole interaction with Kylo and dying. Uh, when the, when Kylo is trying to force pull the lightsaber and it flies past him to Ray. Awesome. Uh, just so much of it. Seeing Han and Chewie again for the first time on the Falcon. I thought BB-8 was really good in that movie. Oh, um, B- BB-8 is yeah, so one, of the, the one of the coolest. Up, Great. Yeah, one, one of the coolest character choices. The scene in 8 with BB-8 at the very beginning when he's saving... Uh, saving the sh- saving the fighter when he's got like the 17 limbs that are trying to plug all these holes i i i love bb8 um i will say just as a note um uh, my my mother who is a die diehard star wars fan uh i saw seven uh with her and her favorite character is han solo when han solo had the lightsaber go through um, go through him i thought that a lightsaber had also go gone through my mother she just absolutely <laughs> just died and she started bawling and the fact that a star wars movie after you know 40 years of this franchise being the fact that it can still do stuff like that to people who saw episode four episode five a hundred some odd times in the theater just really stands out to me and how J.J. Abrams just hit hit the perfect pitch for this movie. And you just described why 8 is so bad. They threw out all of it. <laughs> oh, and she hates 8. So, you know, it's it's you're there's a lot of truth to what you're saying. Um, but yeah, I mean, him dying, I thought that was I thought that was just a really well executed movie. A lot of people are like, oh, it's just four redone. And I'm like, cool, that's the best way to redo four. <laughs> I wouldn't want to see yeah. you like actually redo four. Um, so that's pretty cool. And also like never talked about in that movie, but that is Ilum. The the planet of Starkiller is Ilum, where all yes. Jedi go to get their Jedi crystals and it's gone. Yeah, no, I, I, I so wish I that they know, had like yeah. moving I, forward. I it's definitely... going to be hard to get a lightsaber. Yeah, I definitely when I learned that that was the that it was Ilum, I was like, oh, man, I wish they would have focused on that more. I I don't know about you, Sean, but I kind of wish that they would have just had J.J. Abrams do all three of the trilogy. Yeah, I don't think um, he wanted to. just I no, I don't think he wanted to either. And they basically had him do nine kicking and screaming. But I to see more of the Knights of Ren, to see more of the kind of world that he built, I think really would have been cool. And that's not to say that I didn't enjoy eight. Um, 
granted is my third to last movie yeah yeah but (laughs) it's <laughs> but I, I really would have liked to just see J.J. Abrams take in a trilogy, but obviously we'll never see that. My number two, because seven's your number two. My number two is episode five. Um, it's obviously everybody's oh, favorite movie fuck? in Star Wars. What? <laughs> what the fuck, Tim says? You have, you have Empire second? That's I do. crazy talk I do. to me. That, no, that only leads that only lead, I'm more curious about your take on why on God's green earth you have three first then. Well, you we know what, Tim? We That's actually something that a lot of people in his group share. Um apparently I, I, recorded I, people, yeah. uh they really gravitate <laughs> towards three. No, uh, I will get to it. I, I will get to it. I all the you're younger people like I know like three. Well, hold on, but Sean. Five is the best made Star Wars movie. I know that it's by far and it's not even close. Five is the best made Star Wars movie. Bar none. Not close. It's just that I like the ending of three. The ending of three is the best 20 minutes of Star Wars that I've ever seen in my life in in the live action movies. It's absolutely amazing. And that's why I have it. But to say more about five and I'll let you kind of take the four because it's your number one. But it's such an expertly made movie with the little touches. Irving Kirshner directs it to perfection. Um, the characters are all Harrison Ford, Carrie Fisher. They're just their back and forth is perfect. Uh, just I I'll let you speak more on five because this is more your generation of movie. Um, no, I mean, I, I like five the most because of the same reason that I hate eight the most is it's a good movie outside of being a star wars movie like yeah. you can watch empire strikes back and just be like oh that was pretty fun dude uh without having to know all the stuff but in it uh it was you know way more force training way more lightsaber stuff the darth vader reveal when you're a kid it's fucking mind-blowing um yeah and unfortunately because i saw it um when i did i already knew that excuse me I already knew that Darth Vader was Luke's dad. So yeah, like exactly. the, the whole that was ruined for me. It's like if you're watching Breaking Bad, knowing that he dies at the end, it's just kind of like, OK, like I kind of know it's coming. And that kind of ruins the sort of uncertainty in the viewing. And I, I, I do think that I am a casualty of already knowing a bunch about Star Wars before I actually saw Star Wars. Yeah, and that's part of it for sure. Like, it's a way better movie when you go in blind because it's huge. To, you know, the Darth Vader reveal is really, really big deal in Star Wars. Um, not even close is the Palpatine reveal. Like, who cares? Um, but whatever. But Han Solo and Leia are so good. Like you said, that's one of my favorite parts of that movie. Um, I love you. I know is the best i is, love is, that is that possibly the greatest um improvised line in movie history one of them because it it's then became one of the best parts in three different movies yeah um he says i know in empire he tells her i love you and she says i know in return of the jedi and then his son's about to say it and he says i know in nine i mean it's just great yeah, it's it's 
like I said, five is awesome. The ending to it is perfect. There isn't a portion of there isn't a single thing in that movie that I would change. The again, it's made in 1980. The scene on Hoth or the battle scene on Hoth is absolutely ridiculous. It's it's so amazing. It's just it's it's breathtaking to see George Lucas doing stuff in 1980. Granted, it was Irvin Kirshner directing it, but it's George Lucas's special effects just to see how much he had gone, how much he had improved between four and five. It's just, it's absolutely ridiculous. No, it's but, crazy. And seeing at ads, man. Oh, so yeah. nuts. And so, oh, I love star Wars. So a- anything else you wanted to say about five before I get on to, before I get on to three? Um, no, I think that's it. Yeah, man. What a great list I put together. Listeners. Uh, I hope all I, of you will agree that Tony's for sure wrong. Uh, three at one and solo. <laughs> what? Where'd you put solo fourth? Yeah, I put it fourth. But so for, so for episode three, the opening, I think, and you know, tell me, go ahead and tell me if I'm wrong. But Sean, episode three has the second best opening scene of any Star Wars movie. Episode five obviously is the number one, but I mean the with Anakin and Obi Wan flying their uh, flying their ships, going to uh, ultimately kill Dooku and save Palpatine. I, that's such a cool scene, and you know, getting to the point where Palpatine gets Anakin to kill Dooku, Anakin doing the whole "my powers have doubled since the last time we fought and all that and knowing everything that happened what was that some of my favorite dialogue by lucas right there just wonderful (laughs) but but for those of us that the sequels or the prequels lucas is painfully cheesy it is and i believe it was harrison ford that said um you can write this shit but you can't say it yeah it's clunky Uh, and it's just it, the, the dialogue's not great, but knowing what we know now, it's everything that happened between episodes two and three, and knowing like how much he's saying, know how much weight is behind saying my powers have doubled since we last fought. It's just it. It's such a cool opener, and then I think it's got the best ending of any Star Wars movie. Seeing the Mustafar lightsaber battle i think is just absolutely amazing seeing obi-wan after he cuts him down yelling you're my brother anakin you're you're supposed to bring balance to the force not leaving darkness it's just no i'm not i'm not gonna make people listen to my impression but you but you said that you know george lucas's dialogue usually leaves uh you know a lot to be desired and i will say that 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 part of dialogue is perfect and i just i love the movie the ending's fantastic it ties together three and four perfectly and it's my favorite and for everyone that disagrees you know you can make your own list and you know do what you want yeah i mean if you disagree with my list then you can do what i tell people to do anytime you disagree with me uh casually fuck off but uh no it's you know I, here's the thing. I, I just like the old ones more. The I almost lose more interest in the overdone CGI of the first three. 
than I do in the low end special effects of the original. Interesting. I don't know what, especially in Attack of the Clones, that CGI is bad. Yes, uh, most yes, it of is. The movie all on Geonosis, ugh, all terrible. I was going to ask you this though, with Empire, did you catch the shot for shot? Uh, or no, it's Return of the Jedi. Uh, the shot-for-shot shot remake of the scene from Return of the Jedi where Vader de- feels Luke flying to the planet, and they did it on the Clone Wars episode this week with Ahsoka and Anakin. I, I, I actually did because it's it's so perfect. It's it great. I saw, I saw that, and I was kind of like half asleep um, and when I saw it, and I perked up. I'm like, oh, oh, that's that's super cool and it's a very inside baseball thing and i'm glad that you brought up and noticed it because it's it speaks to an overall sort of just control that i think disney now has over their narrative i think there was you know for the fan base as as a whole the fan base wasn't very excited about solo my ranking of it notwithstanding it didn't get the it didn't get the fan base charged up and so then they kind of retreated and then they came out with the Mandalorian, which is uh, phenomenal. And I really think that the little nods that they're doing in a freaking cartoon series that are that good and that detailed, I just it makes me wanting more and more of the stories that I'm hoping that Star Wars is going to give us in Disney. And now we're going to have a Kevin Feige um, take on Star Wars, which is going to be super interesting. Yeah, I mean, I'm excited for the future, see what happens, especially because to me, now that the originals are done, you can't really fuck it up. Um, <laughs> I, I just, because it's, just, from now on, it's just Star Wars, and I'm happy to be there. Um, yeah. So, re- real quick, I did want to ask you the kind of final little stinger that they left in the final episode of Mandalorian. How, what was your reaction, and what are you hoping to see from season two? When it when it eventually comes out, Uh, it was awesome, and it just opens up a lot of questions. Well, for me, it's always cool to see studios take chances where your average viewer has no fucking idea what just happened. Yeah, us just turned on almost like oh my god. Oh oh almost oh no I I I was absolutely aroused when I saw it because it was like like, oh my god they they are. Yeah, they're gonna go we there. We know where it was last. You know what yes. I mean? No one else does. It's it's just and you know, for the listeners that haven't seen the Clone War series and that haven't seen Rebels, please watch them. The mo- the the Clone Wars movie, I decided to leave it off my rankings because I think it's just the worst of these movies. I really would put it under one because it's just not that great. But I mean you need to see the shows if you love Star Wars because it's just it's what do you think it's of the so new season, rich in though? text? I think um, it's kind of underwhelming. I think underwhelming so far is the correct uh, is the correct take on it. There was one of the episodes uh, that was fantastic. I think it was the fourth episode when we got way more of Anakin and Obi Wan, uh, and we got the we got Ahsoka for the first time, but. I'm really, really hoping that they tie in more. Like I keep saying, more of the Jedi stuff. Seeing Ahsoka just kind of run around and be a you know, I don't care. Yeah, yeah. I just, I, I'd much rather her 
be in some you know jedi shit into because she's a gray jedi oh no no the pikes they're so dangerous and i'm like bitch i've watched you do like yeah six heads off doing a you cut you you cut half of darth vader's fucking mask off like quite a few years from then but sure but i'm saying sure but it's that's that ability still there and i just want to see it i just yeah, want to see she was like what 15 when she's trapped with the death watch and just r2 shoots her lightsabers out and she grabs both spins around and just lobs off four heads of mandalorian that's, warriors yeah. like she's yeah. and, a legend well and the uh the mortar scene or the sort of, uh, or Mortis, sorry, the Mortis story arc in the Clone Wars, how she, how she gets possessed and all that, and she just freaking, she holds her own against Obi Wan Kenobi and Anakin Skywalker. So like, she is, she is an amazing character, and the rumors that there's going to be, and I mean, I think they're past rumors at this point. We're going to be getting a. And Ahsoka spinoff, I cannot fucking wait. And apparently Rosario Dawson's going to be playing her, which I can't. Yeah. I can't wait to see that. I'm cool with it. Um, I, I think it's it's been okay so far. My favorite thing would probably be um, Anakin cutting off uh, Trench's arms and saying like, "I don't have such weaknesses." I was like, "Yo, yes. that's awesome." He's a bad motherfucker. Yeah, for um, it being for it being a, ki- I think you talked about it earlier with it being a kid. It's I mean it's a kids show. The dark Anakin shit that we get in the in the show is amazing. Like he's just killing people. He's just straight up killing people, and it's just amazing. And I I I really hope that they channel more of that because what we've got six more episodes. Is it going to be twelve total episodes? Yeah, three four yeah. episode arcs. Is that what it is? Yeah, so we're we we we're halfway through now, so I'm really hoping that we get some. I, I hope it picks up and it kind of merges the storylines. I do think that the Anakin little nod with him sensing her, I do think that that's a a sign that we're gonna really be coming together and really getting into more of the exciting stuff. But you know, that we'll see. I do think that they that Disney has a control over this, and I do think that it's gonna be great. Um, going forward, though, Sean, how are you looking forward? What like what's the number one thing that you're looking towards? I mean, we we have the Obi-Wan series that's coming up. We've got the Cassian Andor series, a potential Ahsoka series. Like, what are you most excited for? Uh, none of it, really. Uh, I want more Darth Vader always. So until they give me more of that, because that's the thing you can. Darth Vader's the only one of the legacy characters that you can do forever. So his, I was his face I, is covered and it's a voice that a million people uh, can do. So I, I did a little deep dive uh, last night um, into sort of just like potential projects and where stuff might be going. I, I'm very disappointed to say that um, the two Game of Thrones guys, Ben, uh, Benioff and Weiss, apparently there, there are, you know, deep, deep, deep Reddit. They're off rumors. Well, they're off. That's the sad part. But the super sad part is apparently they were going to try and do a Darth Vader centric trilogy uh, between three and four. 
And I mean, mean, my God, if we would have gotten that, I I would have I I would have seen every one of those movies. Ten. I would have been disappointed to hear that it was coming from those guys. Those guys shit the bed worse than anything I've ever seen in my entire life. But they don't never in my life endings well, though. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. I have never in my life seen such a phenomenon. Game of Thrones was the biggest deal in the world. And now nobody talks about it. And then overnight, it vanished. I've never in my life. It was so bad that even people that just love it and tell everybody to watch it, just stop telling people to watch it. Oh, I've never seen it. Don't waste your time. <laughs> like, it so, was so bad. So, so they, Sean, I don't I'm, give a shit. They got fired. I'm, Good. I'm going to compare I'm gonna compare it to, a, uh, to something that's completely different. Sean, have you watched How I Met Your Mother? No, I don't watch regular television. Okay, so How I Met Your Mother, great show until the final. Uh, the way that they ended it, I was angry. I love the show. It's awful. It's it's awful. The title of the show is How I Met Your Mother. The ending of it is, oh, yeah, you know this chick that's been in the show this entire time? Yeah, I'm just going to end up with her. Yeah, your mom, the show actually ends with his mom or the mom actually dying from cancer and being in like two episodes. It's awful. But the same way that I feel about How I Met Your Mother is how I feel about Game of Thrones. It's like, wow. Well, that was disappointing. Like, who has a better story than Bran? The Broken? Uh, Everybody. Everybody fucking does. Yeah, but see, my thing with Game of Thrones was it was like uh, Sons of Anarchy is one of my favorite shows ever. Uh, The last thing that happens in the show is dumb. But everything else was okay. Yeah. It was like the last four episodes of Game of Thrones where I was like, my palms were getting sweaty. I was like, what's happening here? Uh, Are they about to shit the bed? And they just got worse and worse and worse. And then there was the worst episode it was this whole season was almost unwatchably bad and it was, and I binged that my roommate had never seen an episode. So like uh, six weeks before it started, uh, she crushed it and I watched it with her and then we watched it and we were both just like, what the fuck? (laughs) Yeah. So we're Tim watched that. Sorry. Game of Thrones. Yeah. Yeah, What are you guys talking about? Did you watch Game of Thrones? (laughs) Oh, of course. I love Game of Thrones. We got to do a uh, Thrones podcast, though. Yeah. That's, that um, takes work. We're like six hours of content. Yeah, right? Yeah, no, I was going to say, Sean, so we're wrapping it up here, but is there is there anything from Star Wars that we haven't talked about that you wanted to mention? Just anything at all? No, I think we got it, man. Almost hour 40. We covered it. <laughs> yeah, Perfect. So, yeah. And again, thank you guys for listening. I mean, like Sean just said, we're at an hour 40 um, and we're coming off a three hour podcast. So thank you for listening. Um, you know, I'm looking forward to a couple of pods that we've got in the works. Um, and, you know, thanks again, Sean, for coming on. Um, where can thanks they? Yeah. At the end of every episode, we tell them where we can where the listeners can find you on uh, on social media. So go ahead and give that a plug, Sean. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at Sean underscore Malavi. Uh, follow me on there. I do have a profile for Glazed and Reviewed, but don't worry about that. Just come to my page and watch it. And uh, that's pretty much it for now since, you know, 
end of the world. I my upcoming shows are very light for stand up right now. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Unfortunately, and and unfortunately, I think they're going to be very light when this is over because uh, several places that do stand up are not going to survive this. So we'll see what happens. Yeah. Yeah. So 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 we're not going to be doing any Zoom comedy shows anytime soon. Oh, people are, but I'm not one of them. (laughs) Yeah, Sean was suspiciously available for this podcast. Yeah, yeah, I'm doing nothing. I'm looking at this. It's dude, this is like uh, I'm like Noah. God came to me and was like, "Hey, dude, (laughs) you you took a break from comedy, so here's what I'm going to do. I'm just going to give everyone a break from comedy, (laughs) and then and then you can come back fresh." I'm like, "Cool, works for me, dude." just a plague rolled through and nobody can perform. And I'm just going to be like, all right, love it. Jesus. Okay. So Tim, where can they find you? Uh, Instagram T Leduc 32. And that's T L E D U C 32. Uh, big shout out to Sean again, just for coming on, man. Appreciate you, brother. Thank you guys. Yeah. And pleasure. they can, and they can find me at uh, T Felix 3412. Um, you know, on Instagram and Twitter. If you guys have any uh, problems with the putting three over five, please let me know. I'd love to love to <laughs> talk to you and tell you, tell you why you're wrong. Um, yeah, yeah. Thanks again. These DMS over that shit. That's reprehensible. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, th- thanks again, Sean, for coming, for coming on. And um, we're hoping to get you on some other stuff. Um, I think it was a good conversation. Thanks for coming on. Thanks everyone for listening and play us out. J Def. Time and daylight's on the way like See, I'm in the call back I just been jet shit and cleaning the Mac Like a cinema, really caught up in the past I was in the garden when I thought it wouldn't last Wasn't good enough, now the secrets are the bag I can out of pocket like I'm falling up the cab You do up, got a feeling out of grass Ever since somebody told me you ain't want it back Told me you ain't want it back Cause you know I had to make time 18 minutes only on a FaceTime Baby, just say something You wanted patience Watch the week ain't nothing for a great one Got me feeling weak, I wouldn't say the case strong for a week Better yeah, I shouldn't make one Rather let you go than let you spend time wasted Rather let you know and cover all my bases Rather hard a heart than anything Rather have no heart than anything Rather have no heart